0: Hey everyone this is George Soto and you're watching Startups Unedited hey everyone this is George Soto with uh, Soto Ventures hope all is well and hope everyone's having a fantastic morning I am absolutely elated to be joined by Mark Rutherfield, who is the VP of Sales at Yesware in Boston and my very dear friend Ralph Barcy, who Ralph now you're running global sales development at ServiceNow in the Bay Area is that right
1: that's correct Happy
0: great. To be here. thank you Mark how are you
1: excellent George great to see you guys and uh, uh, very excited for this conversation
0: fantastic so you know today we're going to really be talking about leadership of course however how do you empower and inspire our reps to be great, you know. Ralph, we've talked a lot about, you know, the the notion of really being a mindful leader, mindful manager. Um, you know, before we get into that, why don't you just kind of quickly give the uh, the audience a quick background on yourself?
2: Sure, happy to. I'm Ralph Barcy. I oversee the global sales development organization at ServiceNow. Today, that's comprised of about a hundred people in seven offices around the globe. I am based in the Bay Area here in Silicon Valley. Uh, I've been in sales for about 23 years now. Half of my career has been spent as an individual contributor and the other half has been spent uh, building and leading sales development teams in particular. So that's a bit on my background personally. I've been a drummer my entire life. I love music. I'm a family guy. I've got a wife uh, celebrating 20 years of marriage this year and I have three boys and uh, life is good no complaints over here awesome
1: mark yeah yeah I'd love to share a little bit about myself uh, as well uh, so I've been in sales for over 20 years I uh, came over to Yesware back in September of 2015 uh, prior to that headed up uh, sales over at zoom information uh, I've been very active with the American Association of inside sales professionals proud and honored to be a uh, uh, have, have won that top 25 prestigious award, um, we've actually got a lot going on here, doubled in our sales team since September and uh, you know why this, this topic is really um, uh, of passion to me is actually my, my father who uh, had passed away last June due to cancer, um, he was in education for about 30 years. And I saw him go from a teacher to assistant principal, principal, assistant superintendent, and then superintendent most recently of Ashland Public Schools in Ashland, Massachusetts. And as a kid, I used to go to his school and, and uh, play basketball while he helped teachers and administrators. And I just saw the effect that he had on people that he worked with and helped that and at his, his funeral actually, there was over 400 people and just seeing the impact that he had on people's lives, that's really what I've taken on from, from his leadership with my teams in sales over the years and why I'm so passionate about leadership and personal career growth goals and I feel that if you can get the personal career growth goals taken care of, you know, the company goals follow. So um, just a little background as to why I'm so passionate about this topic. Well, Mark,
0: Thank you so much for sharing that and, you know, of course, my, my thoughts. Um, you know, what is, what is leadership at its core? I've been asking this question now for, you know, the last year or so. I've done some content and, and I've interviewed some folks. But what is leadership at its core, you know, irrespective of what we do for, uh, as a career?
2: Uh, for me, uh, leadership means to serve. So uh, in the example Mark gave of his father, you know, you, your impact is exponential. And at your funeral and at your memorial, when you have hundreds of people there showing the impact you've made in their lives, that comes from service and being a servant to them and giving everything you've got to basically empower them in their own lives to uh expose their own unique gifts and strengths so um, that's how I've always seen leadership it's somebody that pulls a team towards a goal versus push push them and um, I think everybody's got the will within them and it's it's up to the leader and the strong leader to tease that out of, of each individual
0: now Ralph you know you and I have talked about how do we actually condition ourselves as managers as leaders of groups to be mindful, to be service oriented, to be in a position to serve and empower and inspire you know our reps or the folks that we're you know uh, given an opportunity to, to lead or work with. you know, how, how do you start to do that as a, as a leader, as that individual?
2: Sure, so uh, it starts from within. You first and foremost just being mindful is about being present it's not about uh, you know, being anxious about the future and being uncertain about what's to come. It's not about being depressed about what has happened in the past. Instead, it's just about being present to the moment. And also, uh, with respect to the people around you that you're serving, start by putting a 10 on their forehead you know, and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, everyone has their own story and their own narrative and you just have to be mindful and present of what that story is and uh, stay in the sunlight and try to draw out the very best attributes of everyone's narrative and help them find it themselves because a lot of people don't know that they have it. Uh, so if you're present to them and present to the moment, you can help draw it out of them. Thank you for that. Mark, What's
0: your, what's your what are your thoughts around that?
1: No, I couldn't agree more with what Ralph had said. Uh, uh, very impressive, obviously, why he's... So successful in, in leading his team there. Um, I, I'm a big fan of basically, you, you know, everyone has different strengths, different areas for improvement, different personal career growth goals. I think it's really just taking the time to have those discussions to see what those are and, and, and putting together a plan on how to get there and achieve them, right? And I think as leaders, one of the things I've always tried to do is really just simplify everything we do in our day to day and with regard to sales specifically across the sales process right I mean how, how do you just make things so repeatable um, across the entire sales process and just have structure um, and best practices in place when, there, when there's something gray make it black and white you know whenever there's an end goal in line you know be transparent about things um, you know uh, Ralph had talked about being mindful and present you know, I'm always a big fan of just being completely transparent on what we're trying to do and then really just uh, utilize your your leadership team as well as the, the, the what I call sales dream team um, and just find ways to get there together. Um, but uh, transparency um, has always worked for me. You know, transparency is a powerful topic. Uh, what what does that mean
0: in regards to the day-to-day uh, operations or communications um, of your team and so to, to elaborate you know sometimes there are things that you know you sort of sit there and you say do you know is this is this something that I can share with my team is this too much you know am I am I going to be um, you know sort of maybe too forward or too direct uh, with rep A who's maybe not doing as well like how do you, you know how do you start of understand what's too transparent and, uh, and, and you know, or, or, or what's, you know, too raw or too direct.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Oh, go ahead, Ralph. No, no, no go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're of the mindset, uh, George, of, you know, win-win and making sure that the outcome that everyone is after uh, benefits everybody in the process, then it's very easy to be transparent. So, for example, you talked about day-to-day operation. You know, if the leaders are very clear and very specific in their communication efforts via email or on a, an internal conference call, et cetera, about, hey, we need to knock this out, we need to embrace the day-to-day grind in order to get to this outcome where everyone will win in the end, you'll get a groundswell of effort working with you towards the same common goal. And um, that's, that has worked for me time and time again. Uh, I find that being transparent and and exposing yourself to the outcome that you're after uh, really helps everybody win. Got it. Mark, what's
0: your take on it?
1: Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree with Ralph more um, uh, and I think that you know I think it's really just taking the time to have the conversations on what the expectations are right and um, just really explaining why things are important you know showing you know showing how to do things uh, before you can inspect and expect right and I think once you actually explain share you have the right to expect and then you have the right to have these discussions on a more macro level on how to raise the overall um, uh, performance and um, strategy of the team I mean the, the whole goal is to rally around the team and how can we continuously raise our game you know, like in George, I know we've talked in previous conversations like that uh, uh, movie Invictus with uh, Nelson Mandela, right? Like, how do we that scene with leadership with uh, Morgan Freeman and Matt Damon? Like, how do how do we all exceed our own expectations, right? And I I think a lot of that is once you understand what's important to people, share expectations. You know, it, it really opens the the door to transparency to to, to work towards that goal, right? Okay.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, so what I think I hear is being able to really be super, super, super clear about what the expectations are, um, you know, be super clear about the culture of transparency, and then being able to merely hold each other accountable for those commitments that we've made to each other. Is that pretty accurate?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when you kind of share the outcome that you're uh, pursuing or even attracting, however you want to look at it, the universe around you will unfold and help you get to where you're, you're trying to go. Um, the same applies in business and, and in leading teams. And, um, you know, it's, I guess it's cliche, but it's got to be reinforced and mentioned over and over again, but you've got to lead by example. Unless you're walking the walk, no one's really going to rally behind you. So you've got to put the first foot forward sometimes, and um, you have to do it shamelessly. You
0: know, I love that. I really think that's one of the most powerful ways of empowering and inspiring our people right? Being able to lead by example, you know, I had a mentor of mine, Brian Ross, who used to say, George, you can't lead people to places you're not willing to go yourself. That's right. You know, and so, and it's, it's really interesting because there's so many topics now, um, you know, within the category of leadership and, or discussions rather, you know, around these millennial, you know, millennial, you uh, uh, workforces who are you know I, I just missed it <laughs> by a couple of years. Uh, I guess I'm G, uh, Gen Y or YG, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, but you know you know what I, I know that you, well both of you really you know have part of your team that fall into that category of the millennial employee. You know how do you? Really, you know, sort of motivate and inspire and empower these types of folks, which you know, I mean, where these folks are digital, you know, were brought up with Snapchat and and Facebook from day one. You know, they don't know anything else, right? Their communication is heavy digital. Um, You know, their their I would say attention spans are absolutely you know a little different right even mine being uh, adapting computers when i was a, a teenager you know i can already see the effects that it's had on my attention how do you mark i'd love to, to hear your thoughts on this how do you actually start to connect with that generation when there is perhaps
1: a separation there yeah yeah so great it's it's a great question so i i couldn't agree more with ralph on leading by example and and I, I think an example of when I came into to Yesware, um, you know, they were uh, really using these instant message things um, heavily in communication. Whereas I, you know, I haven't done that in the past. So that was that was me adapting to, to the style of uh, of communication. But I but I think it's you know really I think you have to share why things are important. You know, we we really uh, you know put a new organizational structure in place really put sales process and best practices in place from A to Z together and I, I think it's showing them you know what they've been doing in the past is good but there's better ways to do things show them how to do it and an example is with our with our SDR team you know we do a lot of the uh, Jeff Hoffman, John Barrows, why you, why you now, the, the, the Basho, the Kenzite partners and um, we've taken it actually to, to, to a high level leveraging our investors, our executive team, our advisors to broker introductions uh, to our company personas and the buyer personas at those companies Um, and we really utilize social media uh, in in our outbound prospecting and how do you rise above the noise and that process wasn't here uh, before I got here so I think it's really you know taking the time to understand why people are doing what they're doing and then just you know like Ralph said, I would never ask my team to do something that I would not do, and actually lead by example on that. And we've we've totally changed, and and we've gone from setting up, you know, we've we've tripled our buyer conversations from our outbound SDR team uh, over the last three months through this process.
0: Well, I, I, would, I argue would argue that, that you know, you're, you're on, on the show, show this, this morning leading even by, by example, so. so thank you. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Ralph, uh, you know, how do you connect with millennials? How do you, as a, as a leader now, get the best and inspire and empower these folks?
2: Yeah, so first of all, I don't label them. I don't look at them as millennials. They're people, you know, and, and you know, if, they're, if it's a person with a short attention span uh, that's really hip in digital technology and more hip than me, and this is somebody I can learn from, and these are strengths that I'm gonna leverage for our business to move us forward. So if I happen to be dealing with somebody who has a short attention span as a leader, I'm gonna have them focus on tasks that bring them from point A to point B versus point A to point Z. And I'll make sure that you know we're we're hustling and we're taking advantage of their short attention span. Uh, and um, you know there's so much, uh, we're, we're overwhelmed with today in terms of information and insights and it's just coming at us, you know, in waves and uh, it's the quote millennial or it's the person with that short attention span that is likely a lot more nimble that can sort through that, that wave of information and insights a lot faster than maybe I can. So I'm going to put them in a, in a spot on our team where we need those strengths. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that they shine. Uh, I'm not gonna look at them as you know they're not the same generation as me. Uh, frankly, I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna utilize the strengths that they're bringing to the table to better our business.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, I I know we're we're running up on the hour. You know, if you're a startup founder because you know on this show we focus on the entrepreneurial experience of course leadership and empowerment and you know these these uh, you know sort of other business topics are absolutely applicable to the entrepreneur whether it's you know day one or you know day you know thousand of their business you know if you were a founder trying to think about how do i actually develop a service oriented service minded You know, leadership program here or leadership culture. What are like one or two sort of tips that you would provide this founder with? So again, how do we start to develop a culture around leading by example? All the things that we talked about: empowering people, being compassionate, being mindful. Uh, You know, Mark, maybe uh, you can uh, kick it off. Just again, what are one or two tips?
1: Yeah. So I I think that. what we've done here at Yesware is an example. Um, so we actually have five Yesware core values. So actually identifying what those core values you want to have and instill not just on a sales team but from the top down across all areas cross-functionally. So I think if, if you can identify what the values are that you want to get out of each and every person at your firm you know I, I couldn't couldn't um, recommend starting there. and. Um, haven't always had that uh, in the 20 plus years of sales that I've been in and it's, it's, it really resonates here it, it, and I think it's it's really, uh, again, leading by example, you need someone that heads up sales or uh, that's done this before, that's rolled up the sleeves so the, uh, like we've been talking about, leading by example and really just showing people to focus 100% of their time and activity on what we can control, you know, being able to look ourselves and our peers in the eyes before we leave every day have that accountability the expectations and um, you you know obviously you want to have a good organizational organizational structure from a support standpoint good process in place but I think the values um, the accountability and the expectations is is what I would recommend
2: Fantastic
1: thank you so much Ralph what are your thoughts?
2: For me any entrepreneur is impressive to me and I'm amazed by the moxie that it takes to be an entrepreneur. Uh, So my hat's always off to entrepreneurs and if I can shed any light, not even being one, what I see the ones who are succeeding are the ones who are really uh, present to the marketplace and listening to the marketplace because it's the market that really pulls your business where it needs to go. So just be aware of the marketplace, listening to it and being uh, ready to make adjustments and course corrections uh, you have to you have to be listening closely enough to know when it's time to maybe make a change. Uh, I also think that uh, you know to quote Gary Vaynerchuk you got to really triple down on your strengths and not focus so much on your areas of improvement or your weaknesses. Do what you do great because we the marketplace we need it and we need you. Uh, to show you to show us what you've got so that would be my advice for for entrepreneurs starting out or just on their on their own continuum right now is to keep those those components in mind fantastic Mark. If folks want to get in touch uh, contact with
0: you want to get in touch with you tweet Facebook what's the best way
1: yeah absolutely LinkedIn uh, Twitter at Mark M-A-R-K Ruthfield R-U-T-H-F-I-E-L-D uh, my email address is mruthfield at yesware dot com. Cell phone 508-277-8446. Awesome, Ralph.
2: Sure, on Twitter at R R B A R S I. I have a blog, uh RalphBarsi.com. It's R-A-L-P-H B-A-R-S-I dot Fantastic. And, yeah stoked to be here George and Mark really happy to talk to you guys today absolutely
0: pleasure guys absolutely well let's all lead by example try our best educate and inspire as many folks as we can and and try to leave our legacy how about it
2: sounds good sounds great
0: all right gentlemen we'll have a great day we'll be talking shortly
2: thanks guys see
0: ya see ya.